Hey, welcome to the Empowered Plus Size Mama podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. I'm Tiffany Quack. I am your host. I'm a doula, an educator. I'm also a mom and a wife. I help people have empowered pregnancies and births so they can experience more peace and confidence in parenthood. This podcast really centers around parenting and pregnancy and birth and the discussions are to help us all feel more worthy of being held and heard and seen and supported and really feel empowered to live our best lives no matter the size of our bodies. So I am so thankful that you're here. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to episode four of the Empowered Plus Size Mama podcast. Today, I'm going to share the birth story of my son. So on episode one, I did share the birth birth story of my daughter, my first, and now um, I'm sharing my second. He turns five at the end of this week, so it felt really fitting to share his story. I love sharing my birth stories. I love hearing birth stories. And like I said last time, I think it's really important that we hear these positive birth stories to just remind you how capable you are and how worthy you are of being supported um, throughout your pregnancy and your birth and in the fourth trimester. And everybody's story looks different. And I think that is something to appreciate. Um, And I think it's time that we hear these positive, especially plus size birth stories, because there's so many other stories out there to tell you otherwise. And I just want to tell you um, that you are more capable than a lot of people will have you believe. So my son's birth story is another one that I feel um, very proud of. I feel a lot of um, a lot of emotions when I think of his birth story. He um, was born in a freestanding birth center. So if you remember with my daughter, she was born in the hospital. I did have an unmedicated birth with her there and it was a wonderful birth and even better than I could have ever expected. And it was really that turning point for me and it helped me really see my body in a way that I had never seen it before. So I, you know, for the first time in my life, realized that my body wasn't broken and I felt so empowered and, you know, it really brought me to this work too. It did so many things for me and my son's birth did too and in different ways. So at this point I was already really obsessed with birth, you know, and pregnancy and I knew that I had options and I was really into learning about all of my options and learning about the process of birth and just being very prepared for that. And so I did spend a lot of time doing that. And that's how we really ended up in a freestanding birth center. That and the fact that um, during this pregnancy, you know, I did, I weighed more than my first. And um, early on in this pregnancy, we were going back to the midwives and the OB office that I went to with my first. And this time around, I felt like there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of shame and a lot of, you know, they were already deeming me more high risk this time because I just 
because of my weight. So based on my weight alone, I feel like many people out there know this feeling that based on your weight alone, um, you know, it happens. Your provider sometimes looks at you um, and and deems you high risk immediately. And I'm here to tell you that that is, um, that's not okay. That's not okay. If there are other factors, then that's a different story. But based on your weight alone, that does not make you high risk. So anyway, um, there were a lot of situations during this, uh, the early, I guess the first half of this pregnancy, my second pregnancy with my son. And um, that just made me really, they were red flags and they made me realize that I needed to look for other options. And I'm glad I realized that. And I did, and we found a birth center and it was everything I could have ever hoped for. It was wonderful. I was seen as an individual you know they they could see past my weight they knew that every other thing that was happening um, in my pregnancy was totally normal and there was you know we were a low-risk pregnancy and um i felt very seen and i think that that's super important when finding a provider feeling seen and heard and supported. And you'll hear me say that phrase over and over and over again, uh, because I think it's something that everybody deserves. So here we were in a really wonderful place and I really appreciated it. And um, it was a totally different experience. And I, you know, I, I loved the fact that um, at this birth center, it was a very homey-like feel, so the atmosphere was just really peaceful, and it was what I was looking for. It was kind of the next best, best thing to having a home birth. I had considered home birth with my son, and um, I think together with my husband, we decided that maybe we would do a birth center, which felt like the ne next best thing for us. And that's where we landed. So how on to the actual birth story of my son. <laughs> um, on the morning of his due date, I drove my husband to work. And when we came home, it was me and my daughter. She was at the time just a little over two. And I remember getting out of the car and realizing that my seat was a little bit wet. and wondering if I had just peed myself. And um, it's funny because just like in my first, with my first birth, I kind of was in denial that I was in labor with my daughter and it was a little bit the same with my son. So I didn't really think too much that that was possibly my water breaking. Um, and kind of went on with my morning. I did tell my husband and I ended up actually just like putting on a pad to see if, you know, more was gonna happen and um, noticed that I did have a little bit of my mucus plug that I had lost. And then I started having some mild contractions some cramping and, you know, kept, calling my husband kind of for reassurance. And he was pretty sure I was in labor, but I was still like, mm, I'm not sure. And if you heard my first one, that was exactly how I felt in my first, with my first birth, I was like, mm, kind of in denial, like, I'm not sure, but he was sure. Um, 
finally, I think after calling him like 10 times, he decided he was, he was like, I'm just going to come home. I'm sure that you're having this baby soon and I will, I will be home. I think I don't, I might've picked him up. I don't remember what happened at that point, but the contractions picked up really quickly and we had our 40 week point appointment that day anyway. So we went in and they checked everything out and they said, yeah, you're definitely in labor. And just like with my first, they said, go home and, you know, do what you need to do, rest and eat and, you know, make sure you drink lots of water and take care of yourself. And when things pick up even more, then we'll see you here at the birth center. So it was really exciting. And, um, you know, we did go home and I labored for a while and it was actually kind of cool to do this at home with my daughter and just be with her a little bit through this and talk to her about what was happening. I mean, she was only two at the time, but she, she had a good grasp on what was happening and it felt really good to spend those last few moments with just her because emotionally during this pregnancy, I mean, it was really, really hard to try to imagine what life would be like with another little human, you know? So if you've been pregnant or if you have, you know, more kids, you know what that's like. It's just, there's some really big feelings around bringing another baby into the world. You think, how could I possibly connect as deeply as I do with another person? Um, but but I did. <laughs> it happens. And so it was, it was cool to spend those last moments alone with her. And, um, you know, we sat and we watched Frozen, <laughs> which was fun to just remember those little moments with her and took some selfies and just really like soaked in every last moment. And, and then things really picked up quickly and we knew it was time to go. And so my sister was there to be with with my daughter and um, my husband and I talked with the midwives and they gave us the go ahead and said, come on, come on down. We're waiting for you. So at this birth center, they had four birthing rooms and in each room they have, um, they had like different themes, but they were just absolutely beautiful. They each had giant like king size beds they had a a birth tub and then a like walk-in shower where the toilet also was kind of in the same section and it was all low intervention so when you walked into the room you wouldn't really think of it as you would like the hospital setting there's not a lot of um, medical equipment that's out that you can see but it's there so if anything um, were to happen and we needed some basic medical attention it was ready for us so that was reassuring the hospital um, if we needed it was literally across the street so um, at one point in my during my labor i remember that also being a reassuring thing because i was in transition and i'll get to that part in a minute but um so the drive to the hospital again was the worst. I mean, it's just being in labor in a car is there's probably nothing worse feeling than that. It's a very panicky feeling. 
Uh, you can't really get comfortable. You can't move a whole lot. I do remember I was on my knees and facing backwards, like hugging my chair. Uh, and that's kind of what got me through. I remember being at like stoplights and seeing people and thinking these people must think I am absolutely crazy. <laughs> I felt crazy, um, but I also didn't care because you kind of just don't. And um, the drive this time was a little longer than it was to the hospital when I had my daughter. So, um, so there was that, but my husband again was my amazing race car driver <laughs> and he um got us there safely and quickly and when we showed up to the birth center i remember the midwife and nurse being at the door of the birth center waiting for us and they were just so welcoming and so peaceful and so calm and they just really they just held that space they made us feel I mean, I know they made me feel really safe and really supported and, and that immediately when you walk in was like, it was, it was, there was the difference between when I showed up at the hospital and things felt very rushed and very panicky and there was a lot of like the whole, you know, lights were on bright and there was all the medical equipment and, and, you know, I had to go change into a hospital gown and get into the hospital bed and, and all of that and with, um, with this, there was none of that. It was kind of like I, we finally got into the, um, the, the room where we were going to give birth and they, um, the lights were dim, you know, the tub was running, the birth tub was running. So there was the water, they were diffusing lavender and it was just this calm and peaceful environment. And I felt I just felt so good about being there. And so we just spent our time kind of laboring around the room. Like, I think I literally labored in every different position I could have in every different place of that room. And one of my favorite places was the birthing tub. So um, I spent a lot of time in there and I was really surprised at how good it felt to be in the tub during my contractions and just the pain relief that it gave me. Um, so I, you know, it was, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And I kind of, you know, had the idea that I was maybe going to, um, okay. I had to, I had to close my door. You guys can probably hear my kids. They're screaming at each other in the bathtub. Um, <laughs> But that is my life. So um, I had thought, you know, hopefully I would be giving birth in the tub, but I also didn't have a whole lot of expectations again this time of, as to where I'd be giving birth. I just kind of was like, I'll, I'll do it, what feels good and what needs to happen. And so we went with that. This labor did take longer than my first. And, you know, generally your second or third or, you know, your subsequent births are quicker. Um, this one was a little more drawn out and a lot of that had to do with my son's positioning. So um, this time around, I had an anterior placenta. So my placenta was on the outside, um, like towards my belly rather than towards my back. And, um, and I mean, I think there's a general 
<laughs> generally your baby likes to face the placenta and so he was and so i had a lot of back labor and he was kind of just not in the most like ideal position throughout labor and i felt it and so labor dragged on this time or at least it felt that way and um and it was a lot more uncomfortable because of the back labor but we did a lot of stuff like um, I used the shower a lot, so they had a detachable shower head and we would use that on my back with really hot, hot water and it felt amazing. Um, we spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time on the toilet, believe it or not, like laboring, <laughs> um, which felt really good and it allowed him to kind of move around and um, I spent a lot of time there. So <laughs> we made our way around the room. And like I said, at one point when I was in transition, I remember thinking, as we often do, like, I can't do this. I was going through in my head over and over again. If I said right now that I needed to leave and go to the hospital and get an epidural, how, like, what would that be like? How long would this process take? And I just remember going over that in my head over and over again, because I was I was feeling very very done and we all get there you know um not we all but it, that often happens like transition is a beast sometimes most of the time um at least in my experience it was and so I um we labored and labored and labored and um, my husband was an amazing support again the midwife and the nurse were amazing there were a lot of times that they um, would leave the room both of them and just let us kind of do our thing and be on our own and that actually felt really good and um, I am a person that really likes to labor and give birth kind of like I feel very good about being on my own so um, so that was nice so we labored for a long time. I um, I remember there being a point when I told my midwife and my nurse that I I wasn't ready. I you know I told them I wasn't ready. I I said I feel the urge to push, but I don't want to push. And I think it's I said I think it's because I don't know if I'm ready to have a second baby. And it's funny the stuff you know that goes through your head. It was it's stuff that we kind of carry from our pregnancy into our birth, and that's why a lot of times with my clients, we work through whatever you might be hung up on because oftentimes it will show up during birth. And so for me, it did. I was really, really scared of having another baby and what was that going to look like? And am I going to be a good enough mom to a second baby when I have a toddler running around? And, and there was a lot of emotions and it was stuff that I carried throughout my pregnancy. And that will be a whole other topic that I'll bring up here that, you know, I did experience postpartum or yes, I had postpartum anxiety and depression, but it actually started in my pregnancy and I just didn't realize it. And um, like I said, that will be a topic for another day, but it was stuff that carried into my birth. And I think that is also why this labor felt so much longer and there, it just felt like there were more obstacles during this and more resistance during this labor. Um, it still was very peaceful, still was so supportive, was really empowering because I thought, you know, maybe that first time around I just got lucky in having a really good 
labor and birth and being able to have an unmedicated birth and that, you know, maybe it was like a fluke that my body did everything it was supposed to do. Um, but then to realize that I did it again a second time and this time in an even bigger body, you know, I weighed more this time and, um, it was a really good reminder that again, my body is not broken. It was made for this. And, um, so finally when everything ended up working out, we, it came time to push and, um, you know, they offered the birthing tub and it just sounded awful. I did not want to get back in there. <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable and like, I was just ready to push this baby out. And, um, so we found a birth stool. So I was able to kind of be supported in a squatting position. And my husband was behind me, kind of supporting me and holding me up. And my midwife was in front of me. So we were right in the middle of the birth room. And um, this was another thing that felt really cool, knowing that I had all of these options and that we do. Um, they're not always made available to you right away in a hospital setting, but those are things to know, to ask for if that's something you want. But in this birth center, it was literally like, I could give birth in any position, in any place. There was never mention of like, well, why don't we get you in the bed and have you um, have your baby there? So it that part alone was very, very empowering knowing I could just, I could push when I wanted to, I could push where I wanted to, I could change in the middle of pushing change positions if that didn't feel good and um that's really how it should be you know we we have these intuitions we have you know this these instincts within us and oftentimes they're just not um they're just not i don't know what the word is i'm looking for they're just not made available to us they we you know they're they're usually like shut up like we 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 aren't taught to pay attention to our instincts and our intuition um but i'm so glad i was able to do that especially with this birth there was a whole lot more of me calling the shots and doing what I wanted to do and just listening to my body and following what needed to happen. And I think that that's something important to think about is that even while all of this stuff was going on in my head and I was questioning if I could do this again and what kind of mom I was going to be and, you know, am I ready for another baby and all of this stuff was happening, um, my body still knew what to do and it was still doing the work the hard, hard work of bringing this baby into the world. So um, our bodies are amazing. But anyway, we were on the birth stool. It was just after midnight, so it was no longer his due date. It was the next day, but um, he, I pushed for about 20 minutes. He was born at 12, 21 a.m. and was a much bigger baby than my last. He weighed eight pounds, five ounces and had the chubbiest face in the entire world. He was so cute. He had a very, very big head. I remember the nurse saying like a head his size, they usually see on like 10 and 11 pound babies. <laughs> so he had this huge head um, and was full of rolls and he, his hair he had like this full head of dark, dark, dark hair and looked just like his dad. And um, we, you know, I remember just telling him, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, 
I, um, again, this is one of those things that's different for everybody, but I, I did feel that instant connection with him. And if you don't, you're not doing it wrong. I just want to like make that very clear. Um, but I did with him and it was beautiful. I will say my husband has told me many times since, like when we talk about, um, my son's birth and we're mostly talking about it because I'm bringing it up <laughs> because I, you know, I'm a birth nerd, but, um, he, so as I said, I was on the birth stool when I gave birth to my son and my husband was behind me and he, um, he said he feels sad that he wasn't able to actually see our son be born. And so I remember, um, I remember him saying that the first time and I was a little sad about that, you know, because with my first, I did have her, um, in the hospital bed, uh, as you normally, you know, will see people give birth. That is not the only way to give birth though. Um, but that is how I gave birth to her and, um, he was able to see everything, which I remember originally he was like, I don't think I'm going to look, I don't think I want to see that. Like, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel, um, which I think comes up often with partners that, you know, they're not real sure if they want to see it happen, but he ended up looking and he was so, um, he said it was just amazing to see our daughter be born. And so with our son, he wasn't able to see him actually be born, but he was right there and he actually was like physically supporting me and actually, and, you know, he was, he was supporting me so well, um, even emotionally. And so I'm grateful for that. Um, but it was, you know, it was different this time around, um, for him, but we, after that, you know, we were able to, again, it was, it was up to me to call the shots and to, um, be able to to decide what happens next. I will say that I um, was bleeding quite a bit this time after him. And so they did give me a shot of Pitocin in my thigh. And so I do want to just say that because we were in a birth center. And so people sometimes worry that they're not equipped to handle, you know, situations that come up or that they might not have the medical, you know, equipment necessary. Um, but they are prepared for um, for things like that. So I did get a shot of Pitocin in my leg to, um, help with the bleeding. And we ended up moving to the big bed. It was the giant, like king size, really comfy bed. And it was nice to be able to get into the bed with my husband and with my son right on my chest. And we laid there and did skin to skin for a while. He was still attached to the placenta and it was kind of a no, rush, no hurry sort of situation. You know, the nurse and the midwife made sure that we had everything that we needed. And then they said, we're just going to leave you guys to it and let you be with your baby. And so it was nice, you know, there was no rush to um, get a weight or, you know, because my son was doing well and they could see that they didn't feel like they needed to do anything else. And so they went and tended to other um, people that were in labor that night, actually every room. So I said there was four rooms, every room was full. So they had a really, uh, a really busy night that night. And, um, it was nice and it was peaceful and it was beautiful. And there was just a tiny little window that we could see out of, and I could see that the snow was falling and, um, and yeah, it was just, it was beautiful. And the nurse came back in and, um, put on a, you know, 
turned on the bath again and made it nice and warm and put lavender in there. And um, after we cut the cord for my son, it was quite a while after we did that, um, we moved him to my husband's chest and I got into the bath. And again, there were, you know, the lights were dim. It was still very peaceful. The nurse and the midwife left um, to go again, be with other birthing families. My husband and my son fell asleep in the bed and I, um, right in the room, I, I sat in the tub and was able to watch them and just really take it all in. And it was, it was beautiful. I remember, um, oh, this makes me emotional. I just remember being so grateful. I was so grateful for just this experience and for my body and um, for my baby and for the support I had and for being able to give birth in a birth center um, because they were able to look past my weight and I was grateful for my husband and I was so excited to see my daughter when we got home at the birth center. The stay um, usually as long as things go well is a whole lot shorter. So they generally will keep you for like four to five hours. Um, again, they were really busy that night. So they actually kept us a little bit longer. Um, but after I got out of the bath, I went and got back into, I went and sat in a little chair in the corner and my husband and son still slept and a doula came in that worked for the birth center. And this was my first ex actual experience with a doula. I didn't hire her, but she was, she worked for the birth center and um, she was really there to take care of us because they were so busy and she was so like just her energy she just came in and was so peaceful and so kind and gentle and she brought me snacks which was like oh my gosh it felt really amazing to have those after i just worked so hard and um she brought me snacks and just took really good care of me and i had tea and it was it was just such an amazing experience. It was beautiful. Like I just was able to really take in the moment and there was no, there was no rushing, which felt really, really good. Um, so we stayed for a little while and then they finally did the newborn, you know, checkup on my son and we weighed him and got to see how tall, how long he was and did all of the regular newborn stuff pretty much. And, um, then we were released and it was i i want to say it was probably like five o'clock in the morning maybe five or six and we got to leave the birth center to go home and that felt really good i wanted to go home and just rest and heal in my bed and i wanted to see my daughter and i wanted her to meet her brother and so um when we got out to the car there was a bunch of snow it was actually really pretty so we actually ended up being bringing both of our kids home from their you know their births in the snow which was like kind of nice um i'm not a huge fan of the snow but it's pretty so <laughs> um but we drove home with our baby and he was about i want to say like six hours old five hours old and brought him home and got to get into some clean clothes and take a shower in my own house and um you know 
rest when I wanted to rest and eat when I wanted to eat and just be in my own space. And then I remember my daughter came home and got to meet her brother and it was the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, um, she was a little over two and she, I remember her walking up to us and saying, the first thing she said was that she, she said, I love him. <laughs> and it was really sweet. So, um, so that's that I'm going to start wrapping this up so I don't go on too long, but I just want this to encourage you that there are so many options out there. It is also why I really talk a lot about planning for your birth and just learning your options. You know, maybe you learn your options and you still want to give birth in a hospital. All that really matters is that you are making this decision from an informed place and it feels good to you because that's what matters. You're the one giving birth and, um, and that matters. So, I appreciate that I was seen as an individual and that, you know, um, my body again was able to show me that it is capable of just absolutely amazing things, even when it's bigger than it was the first time around. And so, so it was really empowering and really amazing. And, um, and that's that. So you are worthy of feeling seen and heard and supported and, um, you know, you're worthy of having a peaceful, empowering birth. And I hope that you have that. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to go get my kids out of the bath, but I um, am so happy to have you here for another episode and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for being in this community and hanging with me on this podcast episode. I have loved showing up in this way, so I would be very grateful if you rated and reviewed it and just let me know what you think. Also, be sure to subscribe to be reminded as weekly episodes come out. And as always, I offer free 30-minute pregnancy chats. So if you are just looking to chat with me, looking for some support, maybe to learn how I might be able to help you, be sure to follow the link in my show notes and I will get with you. We will connect. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time.